Blog Talk Radio. This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. I'm your host, Maceo Coleman, and I'll be standing in and we have our co-hostess with the mostest, uh, Miss Jenny White, uh, with us today. Hey, Jenny, how you doing? Okay. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you to get here. I'm good. TJIF. Thank God it's Fish Friday. <laughs> no, that's right. Oh, how you doing? Okay, how about you? Everything is well over here. We're talking about the holiday seasons and how they can be uplifting and exciting or it can be sad and depressing. If you are in a state where during the fall and winter months the temperature drops and the skies are cloudy and gray, What is your mood and attitude? Some people are dealing with grief and loss, and others are dealing with anticipation and excitement. Thanksgiving can bring families together for a down-home meal and a lot of fun and games. Playing Uno or Connect Four can bring out your competitive nature, especially when you whooping butt or getting your butt whooped. But for some, this is the first season without a loved one or just a remembrance that a loved one isn't there. And sometimes those thoughts and feelings are hard to deal with. So let's talk about it with Jenny White. Share some of your stories, experiences, and expectations. All right. So that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be uplifting and sunshine, blue skies. And then we're going to talk about how some people are... A little partly cloudy and overcast. So what you think about that? You still with me, Jenny? You still with me? You done, you done faded yeah, out already? I'm with you. Uh, what did you say? I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. I'll keep it moving. Uh, we, <laughs> um, but what we'll start with um, this holiday season, you know, we just got out of Thanksgiving. We had a great time Thanksgiving ate a lot of food now I got to put some of those little sweets along and uh, get down to the nitty-gritty um, but just thinking about and reminiscing on some of our loved ones uh, that are no longer with us can be a little challenging during the holiday seasons and uh, you know we are personally experiencing you know, uh, some grieving moments, uh, the loss of uh, your husband, you know, uh, and my dad, uh, Louis Whitehead, you know, in the month of October, um, after a long stint dealing with cancer. And so uh, these are the first seasons, uh, first Thanksgiving without him, and uh and, you know, we're going into Christmas and, you know, it just so happens his birthday is, you know, right after Christmas. So, uh, so it's a lot. <laughs> so we're just yeah. going, yeah. So how are you, uh, how are you dealing with, uh, dealing with the loss of your husband during these, uh, during this season? Well, I'm trying to do the best that I can. Um, I've been 
going uh, to visit people, and um, it was good to get away from the house. And, uh, you know, but then you got to come back home. (laughs) And, you know, you're back in the hole. So, you know, you just have to... uh, do the best that you can. I think that it will, it will, you know, after a while, I think it'll wear off. Um, but it's it's going to be there for a minute. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, the five stages of grief which, you know, uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And we're going to kind of delve into that. And if anybody's out there and you, uh, you know, would like to share your feelings, sentiments about the holiday season, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, you know, we're here you know, for you, and uh, Mm -hmm. we got 54 minutes to go, so, you know, (laughs) and if you have any questions or comments, you know, feel free to push the one on your phone, come on in, tap in, and, uh, you know, we'll, you can uh, hang out with us, but to talk about the five stages of grief and talk about denial, it's the first stage. Well, you know, that um, I just want to say this. Uh, I had to go to a funeral. One of my um, mothers at church, and she had passed away. And I was just thinking, uh, it was a young lady uh, who had been in our church, and uh, I think it's been a about uh, maybe 30 years she was in and out uh, the hospital and she finally passed and she was young well she was in her 60s Uh, but she has she had a rough Time. I mean, 30 years is a small thing. It might have been more. But she fought that. Um, I'm just thinking, since this is the end of the year, maybe all of these people that are dying, um, I don't know. It just seems to me. And this is not the first time, but it just seems to me that at the end of the year, people start dying. Now, I, you know, I don't know if someone else thinks that way, but it just seems to me that it's, it seems to be like, you know, someone is looking for uh, a number and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems that a lot of people die at the end of the year. And that just be, it might just be what I'm thinking. But I don't know if someone else thinks that um, you could just, you know, push your one, and you can come and see. Uh, I'd like to know what do you guys think about that. Do you know anyone that passed? It just, you know, thinks to me that I know people that die at the end of the year. And just like... Uh, my husband, his birthday will be the 30th. And 
he is one of the groups. So I just don't know. There's two in my church. Yeah, it's a lot week. of deaths around around the holidays, and so you know when you're dealing yeah. with grief, you know one of the stages is denial because it helps us to survive the loss of our loved one. And in the uh, stage of denial, the world becomes meaningless and overwhelming. Life makes no sense. We're in a state of shock and denial. Uh, A lot of times we go numb. We wonder how we can go on, if we can go on, why we should go on. We try to find a way to simply get through each day. Denial and shock help us to cope and make survival possible. Denial helps us to pace our feelings of grief. There is a grace in denial. It is nature's way of letting in only as much as we can handle. As you accept the reality of the loss and start to ask yourself questions, you are unknowingly beginning the healing process. You are becoming stronger, and the denial is beginning to fade. But as you proceed, all the feelings you were denying begin to surface. So, you know, uh, in that stage, it's kind of, you know, uh, and it depends on the circumstances. You know, there can be uh, illnesses that are long and drawn out. And so you you see the decline in the person and, you know, you see what they're going through and life is not the same and it's hard to know the person that you once knew and the fact that they are no longer the same person uh, and just not believing that they're going to leave or just not believing that you're seeing what your eyes are seeing. So denial is uh, definitely an accurate um, Well, you're right about that. I mean, you know, there's another uh, person, uh, Miss Lucy, what do you have to say? Yes. And how are you, Miss Jenny White? I'm um, and you. Uh, Hello, Mr. Coleman. Lucy. How you doing? Okay, I was just thinking. Okay, I was just thinking about um, you know, my, my children move around, especially the boys move over here, and you know, you concerned about your um, I used to have a kept kept this fear all the time, and if something might happen, something might happen, and then the Lord told me, He said, Listen, I haven't given you that emotion. I, I'm not here to handle that emotion because you're not going through anything like that. You know, he made me feel, um, he said, I'm not, you have to trust me for those emotions. I remember uh, we're talking about uh, Poppy, um, your husband, and it was funny. I, when uh, I keep thinking of him, on um, when we went out to celebrate his birthday at Red Lobster, he wanted, he wanted me to come. And I said, I'm not going to come. I ain't got the money. I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. And so he was sitting, he said, well, he, come on anyway. So, it, you know, I went there. And it was uh, uh, Jenny, um, uh, Poppy Whitehead, I mean, Whitehead, and uh, it was Josh. He was a little guy. We was all sitting there laughing and talking. I ordered my food, and I was eating and stuff. And I think I might have said, you're going to have to declare me on your income tax. <laughs> you know what those is. But I saw uh, an emotion and a love there because Josh gets, he was young, uh, you know, young, real young. He got up out of his seat and went and sat on Poppy's lap just as happy, you know, and I still remember that about him, you know, he, he made people feel comfortable around him, and that meant so much to me, so we, we had a good time, you know, and I love Red Lobster, and uh, all of this stuff, and you know, I really packed it high, you know, but I can remember that, and I try to remember a lot of the good things that we did, you know, and then sometimes people can suffer and suffer and suffer so much, till a lot of times you feel that, um, you know, maybe, if, you know, that you feel that it, it, it's an ease. It, it, you're glad to see them come out of their suffering. You know, they suffer so much. You know, it can, and then when look like when the, the they can't help you anymore, and you know, I'm going through something like that with one of my nieces. You know, suffer so much. 
and the treatments and all of this and over here and over yonder and all of this, you know, sometimes you feel relieved. I hate to say it, you know, but you feel relieved. But you say, well, what about it for you? You know, people want to live. But sometimes, you know, um, like this couple said one time, they would go to the hospital where their aunt was sick and they would pray and pray and God would deliver her back and bring her back and stuff. And then one time I told him, she said, listen, don't pray like that. He said, because it's nice on the other side. She, you know, she would go in and out. And, and so they said, this time we just said, Lord, you have your way. And she went on, you know. But you get tired of seeing people suffer, especially when you cannot help a loved one out. You can't help them. You want to help. You do all you can. You can't do it, you know. And that's very painful, uh, too. Um, it's, it's difficult seeing them suffer like that. I know I have a niece been sick seven years. Seven years. You know, you can't help her. Over here, over there, this, over here, taking this and all that, and she come home, can't breathe. They had this, all this mess that's happening to her. And she's 42 years old. She's been sick for seven years, you know. Yeah. And so I started maybe trying to do something out my little check, send something to lesson because I'm still thinking about she Can she call and tell me sometimes she can't breathe and all that? Because she has asthma, too. All of this stuff is happening. And stuff, and I, you know, I'm not. I don't want her to leave here, you know. And uh, she seems like she's progressing, but then all of a sudden it blooms back up, you know. It's it's so much on her that, and, and believe me, and, you know, I, I, you still, I still want to grab her when I see her and just hold on to her, leave her alone, you know, leave us, my niece, alone, you know, so to speak. But um, you get tired of seeing people suffer, and it seems like the the medical profession to me, the they'll say, well, we can't do nothing for you. Hey, hit it, you know. Maybe your insurance is running out. They don't spend enough on you and all this other stuff. But um, it just happens that way, you know. And uh, the thing I look at is um, we still enjoyed him. Around this time, we would have had Thanksgiving. It was a blueberry cobbler or something he makes, uh, Poppy would make and all of that, and out there barbecuing (laughs) and just (laughs) – barbecuing, everything, every holiday. He made a holiday. And those are some wonderful memories. You have, sometimes you have to go back on your memories that you had. And thank God you had good memories, you know, of, um, of the relationship, of the relationship. And even when he was going through something, he didn't put it on you. He let someone else handle it, you know. And I praise God for that. I really do when I think of my friend. We've been friends for over 50 years. Uh, our co-host was about two years yeah. old when I first <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, he put it on someone else, and uh, praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, it's been it a long so time. It means it's been so long. much, you know. It's because, you know, fear, the fear of something like that can just keep you, you know, the fear. Fear has torment, you know, fear, you know. And it was something that the Lord has to deal with you about. I haven't given you that kind of emotion. What are you talking about over there, you know? Read this, do this, you know, all of this stuff. And I have to trust him for that. And, um, you know, because, I, like I said, I got children out there. And people, I, I haven't seen so much young men getting shot and killed over here or there on this happening. It's, it's running you crazy. It really yeah. is. But they said, yeah. I'm like, what's here, mama? I said, no, I'm living in fear. What are you doing? They don't call. How, what's wrong? How come you ain't called? You know, I cannot govern their life like that. As much as I love them, I can't govern their lives. He said, my mind yeah. live in fear. I said, no, but you have to be careful, you know, all this stuff. And that oh, was, uh, he goes on about his business, you know, he works, go home, takes Uber home. He's, he's a creature of habit, you know, and just out there, you know, and um, what can you do? You have to trust the Lord no matter what it is, no matter so what it is. is. So, well, you know, that's and what we're you talking have to about today. Yeah. You know, with the uh, the holiday season upon us, you know, like I said, it can be uplifting and exciting or it can be sad and depressing, you know. And with these five stages of grief and denial being the first one, the second one is anger. And anger is a necessary stage oh, yeah. of the healing process. Be willing to feel your anger, even though it may seem endless. The more you truly feel oh, yeah. The more it will begin to dissipate and the more you will heal. There are many other emotions under the anger and you will get to them in time. But anger is the emotion we are most used to managing. 
The truth is that anger has no limits. It can extend not only to your friends, the doctors, your family, yourself, and your loved one who died, but also to God. You may ask, where is God in this? Oh, yeah. Underneath anger is oh, pain. Yeah. Your pain. It is natural to feel deserted and abandoned, but we live in a society that fears anger. Anger is strength, and it can be an anchor, giving temporary structure to the nothingness of loss. At first, it feels like being lost at sea, no connection to anything. Then you get angry at someone, maybe a person who didn't attend the funeral, maybe a person who isn't around, maybe a person who is different now that your loved one has died. Suddenly, you have a structure, your anger towards them. The anger becomes a bridge over the open sea, a connection from you to them. It is something to hold on to and a connection made from the strength of anger feels better than nothing. We usually know more about suppressing anger than feeling it. The anger is just another indication of the intensity of your love. So, you know, during the grieving process, you know, like like it says, we can get angry and we can lash out. And sometimes it's like, you know, you picked the wrong day, you know, to be messing with me, you know, and you go off on somebody, you know, and maybe they deserved it. Maybe they didn't deserve as much as you went off on them, you know, and it's just uh, sometimes it's, the emotions are boiling up inside of you and you are looking for an outlet and sometimes people give you one and and other times you may blow off some steam and, you know, someone doesn't deserve it and you have to come back and apologize. You know, hey, I'm sorry I didn't mean that. You know, I'm, I'm a little stressed right now. I'm going through some things because, you know, nobody, you know, really knows what you're going through. You know, unless you tell them, you know, and yeah, you continue, sure. you know, you continue with your life. You go to church, you go to the supermarket, you go to work, you know, you do everything that you, you go to your job if you're a teacher or whatever your occupation is. And, you know, some people don't even know that you lost someone, you know, and, and, and then people, and then most people I find don't understand grief. Sometimes people feel like, okay, you know, it's been a year, you know, get over it. You know, why are you still sad or why are you still, you know, why are you still crying or, you know, you know, some people don't understand it. But through the years, I found that grief doesn't have an end date. You know, there's no time limit for grief. People grieve in Hmm. different ways. You know, not everybody grieves the same. It's not one size fits all. Uh, so, you know, that's true. That's really true. And the thing that I hate right about now is my husband's birthday is this month. And, you know, when that day comes, the 30th, it's, you know, it's just going to be, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I mean, you know, it's hard to tell. You know, you can't tell anybody how to feel or what to do, you know. Uh, you could celebrate that day, you know, or you could feel sad about it, you know. So there, it all depends on what you, what how you feel and what your memories are, you know. Uh, but, you you know, you can't tell anybody how to feel, you know, on that day, I, I think I'll celebrate the memories and just remember, you know, the good times. Um, and that's how I'll choose for me to, um, remember him on his birthday. And, you know, I'll call, uh, my siblings and, and you know, and we'll talk about it and, you know, everybody can kind of have a moment. And then there's another. You know what? 
What? If you, if you don't mind me saying, I, no, uh, no. I remember also my testimony as a Christian person. My brother got killed. He was 30 years old. It was in 1980. And he was in California. He was a gunnery sergeant. And he got killed in this very bad car accident, you know, that two Marines died that day. Uh, one was drunk, and he comes swinging around the, the, one of the mountains and smashed right into Roy's car. And there was a man, another guy riding with Roy. He never saw the car coming and stuff like that. And I was really hurt over it and all of this. And so this one person kept saying, well, I thought you was a Christian. Don't you know how to handle that? You say you got faith, don't you? Well, <laughs> I mean, just ripped me up. And, and to me, it, it hurt me so bad, uh, his death that I was trying to lose weight, but I gained 100 pounds over over that and, and had to fight to try to get it off. Yeah, but I thought you were saved. You're supposed to be a Christian. You're always talking about Christ and all of that. Don't you? Ain't Christ, ain't he good enough to help you with all this, with your emotions? I mean, <laughs> they walked me up and down. And so I had to get keep quiet about it and just keep praying. But, yeah, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to know how to handle death, ain't you? If anybody died, he was he saved, then why are you worried about it? Because he's probably in heaven. Why are you this and why are you that? And you could not say anything, you know. And I said, Lord, I don't want to be a reflection on the Lord at all. But, but then so I internalized it, and I gained all this weight that I had lost, all this weight back, you know, and, and stuff. But, yeah, but you're supposed to be a Christian. So it's a lot of times it's a reflection on how you handle it. And it's a reflection on the Lord. And I said, Lord, if I have offended you in any way, but, you know, but they don't look to you as still being human, okay, when you're saved. I never forget, they reared me from one end of, at the office and all of that. I thought you were you saved, you know. You don't know how to handle death. You don't know how to handle this, you know. And it was a surprise, you know. But um, we look at the month of November is a, a trying time for our family because, okay, my father died and uh, Roy died in November um, on Zola's birthday. Okay, uh, Daddy, he died seven years later, and then Mama died in November. So we, Matthew always keep, uh, my younger brother keeps saying, we, we better walk softly because November is usually our month. And so we try to, he don't do this, don't do that. I say, listen, we can't live in all this fear, you know. But, um, you know, this is a, a sensitive month for us. But i never forget, they really be something fierce. You're supposed to be saved, you know. You're supposed to be this. Ain't Christ good enough for you? All that testimony you got, you know, and don't be witness of anybody, you know. Well, and so you that's know, what I have faced. Yeah, people can yeah, be yeah, cool. One of those yeah. yeah, people can be cool. And, you know, that's just like right now, you know, when you look at the news and you see all, you know, in this fight between Israel and Palestine, it's not really a fight. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty much one-sided, you know, with Israel and the U.S., you know, trying to give them another $14 billion, you know, to continue the fighting, the assault. Uh, you know, I heard a doctor over in Gaza say that, you know, Gaza is a cemetery for, for children right now. I mean, you know, there's so many children dying and you know, then you look at the faces of some of the, the parents and the loved ones over there and you see the agony in their faces because, you know, they, they're they losing, you know, not only their their children but their spouses, their spouses, you know, their, their, their parents. And um, it's just that it hurts, you know, it hurts and, you know, senseless loss. Uh, you know, they're just dropping bombs on innocent people, you know, and, and tearing them to shreds. And so those that survive, you know, are so mortally wounded, you know, and there's, there's a bunch of kids, you know. So you look you, you look at the faces of the children. I mean, we can be emotional 5,000 miles away, you know, and not understand the pain and loss. But, you know, just imagine being in it with no place to go and just, you know, hearing the bombs dropping and just hoping and praying that they don't drop on you. So, hmm. I mean, you know, it's, you know, you can't tell someone how to feel, but, uh, you know, we talked about 
denial when we talk about anger. And then there's a the third, you know, stage of grief is bargaining. It says before a loss, it seems like you would do anything if only your loved one would be spared. Please, God, you bargain. I will never be angry at my wife again if you'll just let her live. After a loss, bargaining may take the form of a temporary truce. What if I devote the rest of my life to helping others? Then can I wake up and realize this has all been a bad dream? We become lost in a maze of if only or what if statements. We want life returned to what it is. What We want life to return to what it was. We want our loved ones restored. We want to go back in time, find the tumor sooner, recognize the illness more quickly, stop the accident from happening. If only, if only, if only, guilt is often bargaining's companion. The if onlys cause us to find fault in ourselves and what we think we could have done differently. We may even bargain with the pain We would do anything not to feel the pain of this loss. We remain in the past, trying to negotiate our way out of the hurt. People often think of the stages as lasting weeks or months. They forget that the stages are responses to feelings that can last for minutes or hours. As we flip in and out of one and then another, we do not enter and leave each individual stage in a linear fashion. We may feel one, then another, and back again to the first one. And then, you know, I think there are triggers. Sometimes there are things that make us think of the person that we lost or the loved one that is no longer with us. Um, It could be a pet. You know, it could be Um, a family member. And so, you know, we bargain and negotiate our way. And then, you know, sometimes there is guilt. And it says guilt is bargaining's companion. So beyond the bargaining, there's depression. After bargaining, our attention moves squarely into the present. Empty feelings present. Empty feelings present this depressive stage feels as though, I'm sorry, empty feelings present themselves and grief enters our lives on a deeper level, deeper than we ever imagined. This depressive stage feels as though it will last forever. It's important to understand that this depression is not a sign of mental illness. It is the appropriate response to a great loss. We withdraw from life, left in a fog of intense sadness, wondering perhaps if there is any point in going on alone. Why go on at all? Depression after a loss is too often seen as unnatural, a state to be fixed something to snap out of. The first question to ask yourself is whether or not the situation you're in is actually depressing. The loss of a loved one is a very depressing situation, and depression is a normal and appropriate response. To not experience depression after a loved one dies would be unusual. When a loss fully settles into your soul, the realization that your loved one didn't get better this time and is not coming back is understandably depressing. If grief is a process of healing, then depression is one of the many necessary steps along the way. I think that, you know, that's something that we really have to be aware of, and especially with children. I think that we have to talk with the children when it comes to the loss of a loved one. I think sometimes we can get caught up in our own stages 
and just feel that these children are so resilient that, you know, they are okay. They're too young to know. Um, but I think that it's important to have those conversations so that they can understand and, and process it and deal with it and talk about it and not be afraid or taboo. You know, I am, um, you know, me and my seven-year-old granddaughter, you know, this was her great-grandfather, you know, that passed away. And so, you know, I've got his picture on my phone as a screensaver. So every time she sees my phone, she wants to, you know, hug my phone and, and kiss my phone, you know, because she mm-hmm. misses it. And so... <laughs> We talk about, mm-hmm. and, you know, I allow her to express her memories and, you know, the loss that she feels. And, you know, she lost her dog, you know, last yeah. year. You know, he he had been there all her life, you know, for six years, you know. And... So that was the first loss, and now, you know, the loss of her great-grandfather. You know, it's just a process, and so, you know, just try to help her process it. Um, Well, you know, uh, the dog passed four months before grandfather passed away. Yeah, your dog. So, Not her dog, your dog. Yes. yes, that's what I was saying. He died four months and then after the four, then my husband died. <laughs> so that's two, you know, deaths. It's, well, well, it's life changing, you know, it's for sure. I mean, you're right you know, about that. The dog was over 16 years old, so you know, that's some that's a pet that you know been in your life every day. Well, that's dog years. Yeah, I mean that ain't that. That's dog years. That ain't dog. That what is 16 it? times seven is you know will be the dog years. So yeah, something like that. You know, and, and I think, you know, we take certain things for granted when we have um, been given an extended period with people or things or animals. Um, and just, you know, realizing that we all are going to pass away. You That's know, nobody true. leaves this life alive. And so we... A lot of times, I don't believe that certain, sometimes people appreciate what we have. I think we take it for granted. Uh, a lot of times mm-hmm. we take it for granted and, and just assume that it's going to always be this way. You know, when it's good, it's good. And when it's not so good, it's not so good. And sometimes it's not so good, but this is our life. This is what we know. You know, my 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 spouse has been here through all this. My dog has been through, you know, here through the birth of you know several grandchildren, and and, and you know all the grandchildren know, you know, know the dog, and so no midnight. So when mm-hmm. certain things start disappearing from the picture. And, you know, sometimes it leaves us alone into our own thoughts. You know, it's like, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Where do I go yeah, from that's, here? That's a question. That's where, a question. Where do I go from yeah, here? Yeah. So, you know, God doesn't make mistakes and he guides our steps. And a lot of times we don't understand what direction He's got us going, and sometimes we go kicking and screaming, 
and fighting, you know, because hey, I don't understand it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. But you know, the the living have to keep living. So you know, mm-hmm. the I don't know. To... You know what? You I know, um, uh, my grandson. Go ahead. I was just gonna say oh, that someone um, uh-huh. that told me about a lady. Uh, she was uh, well. She could still be. She was a. Uh, the principal uh, at the school, but her uh, husband died 16 years, and she's still having an issue. Well, you know, Just, sometimes... That's, that's a long time, and you know she's having a, a real problem. Yeah, she needed some therapy. She needed some group, some grief support groups, and and I don't know that she didn't do any of that, but you know she need she needed some help. She needed some help to help her process that. Yeah. And Absolutely. so through all those years, you know, I don't know, I don't know, you know. Hopefully, you know, you're able to live your best life, but sometimes, you know, people are lost. And they yeah. can't, and they may feel guilty about feeling happy or feeling good, you know. And some people are hesitant in finding love all over again. Uh, and then some people, you know, you you die today, and thirty days later they remarry. <laughs> <laughs> Some people well, keep they it moving. Had that going on now. <laughs> Some people keep it pushing. Right. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. That was, yeah. was already going. Say that was already My grandson. You know. That's right. It was My already going. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. He lost his father this year, April 15th. And... Um, he had been, you know, hadn't been long in his life, and um, he's 13. And I do believe he's still going through some certain things that he don't know how to handle. Or he was doing real well at school. Now he didn't fail two classes. Two classes. I said, listen, you have to. I try to talk to him, you know, but um, I know this church that um, he, um, Pastor Mc, uh, uh, McClinton, I want him to talk to the boys, you know, especially Jordan because he lost his father. And I tried to say good things about his father, you know, and all of this. But because uh, his father, he wasn't taking all that treatment. No, he wasn't going to have it. You know, he wasn't going to live off that stuff. And he chose to. He knew it was going to happen, you know. So, no, and he was just 38 years old, you know, and Jordan how, was uh, 13. How old was he? he was 38. He said, I'm not going through all that mess. No. He made the decision. You know, I'm not going to take all that, you know. And uh, he knew it was going to happen, you know. And um, what happened, he happened, you know, um, but uh, Jordan was at the hospital when him and his other little brother or someone else was there. And um, um, I think he's, he's still going through. And then a lot of times the kids get crazy. Well, yeah, well, your daddy dead. I said, it's simple to say it. You know, they talk so the way they talk to each other was crazy and all of this. And um, he gets sensitive about that. I know the teacher at one time called. He was having some problems with uh, the sport, uh, the, um, the, the gym teacher. And so um, he, I, I, I call, he called, and so I said, and I finally told him, I said, well, you know something, he just lost his father. He said, oh, I didn't know that. So then he knew how to handle it and talk to Jordan. And so Jordan came home, Granny, why did you tell I said, because he knows what you're going through. And he could simply why are you acting like you're acting? You know, you, a lot of times you don't know why you're acting like that. You know, you don't know how to handle it, you know. And, uh, but it was this year, and, um, uh, and then uh, this one church that uh, we're starting to go to, he handles grief counseling, you know. So I want him to talk to the boys, you know, uh, Pastor McClendon, to talk to the boys and the girl, you know, because um, they're going through a lot of things. A lot of things is happening with them. And um, But I tell him, I said, Jordan, I say, but he didn't forget you. He left you something. I say, you, you use what he has given you wisely. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. And save it because he's given you something for the next couple of years. If it still goes on. 
that you'll have something and don't waste what he has uh, allowed you to have, you know, and stuff. So I tell them that, you know, and uh, they keep making fun. I say even they make fun of it. They don't know. You know. You can't explain it, but it did happen to you, and he was right there when his father died, you know. And yeah, all this. And, uh, I think father, yeah, uh, the I grandfather think took him. Yeah. No, I, I try to, just, you know, tell him as best I could. Yeah, I try I to tell him as best as I could, can. but uh, it, it, it's something to handle. And he's a, and uh, he, let's see, he turned 13 in July, July the 1st. Because every time I see, if I want to know how old my car is, I look at Jordan because I bought him bought it the same month that he uh, turned, uh, he was born, you know. Okay, and, well, it uh, sounds like it's time for a new car. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now I'm going to get my car fixed. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to get that car fixed. That's, hey, that is my fiery chariot. That's fine. Hey. But, uh, you got to support about that car, grieving the car. Like, oh, my God, Jesus. <laughs> not again, not again, not this car. Right. But, yeah. No, I, I, I try to talk to him, and then he talks to the boys, especially Jordan, about it. And Jordan's even got so tall of me, he's tall. Boy, just shot yeah. up all of a sudden. I now think he, it's important. He, 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 uh, his father had dreads, so now he wants to dread his hair, you know, all of this. Oh, so, yeah. Well, it's important to talk with these children, you know, because we have so oh, yeah. many kids that are going through things. and some We don't know how to handle it. So you know what they're going through, yeah. Right, but you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we just don't give our kids everything that they need, all the tools that they need to survive. Because if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And so I think that there needs to be some grief support offered in all schools. I mean, you know, uh, even yeah. if it's just a class that the kids can attend once a week um, or something of that nature, you know, where there's not many people that would voluntarily say, I'm going to therapy, you know, especially, you know, and maybe get teased about it. But I think that having the opportunity to give them tools to let them know that what they're dealing with is um, uh, part of life and sometimes it's natural and sometimes it's unnatural, you know, some things that they may be dealing with. But um, I think just uh, having the tools to kind of express yourself because uh, I think the rates of teenage suicide is is going up. I don't have the stats in front of me. Very high, it is. They can't handle yeah. it. Now. It's I mean, hard. Especially, you have to learn how to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially, especially after COVID, you know, the pandemic and them not going to school and not survive, yeah. and, you know, and and you know, kids could be right next to you in the same room and text and texting, you know, texting the conversation, you know, instead of talking to you. So, uh, I think that being aware of those type of things, we have to. Um, be sensitive to it. So I'm gonna go and get these uh, next. Uh, I'm going to get the. Uh, let's see. We talked about depression. So yeah. Anger. Let's talk, yeah. Let's talk about uh, one of the steps along the way. Did we talk about depression? I don't know if we did. After, let's see. After bargaining, our attention moves squarely into the present. Yeah. Uh, acceptance. Acceptance is often confused with the notion of being all right or okay with what has happened. This is not the case. Most people don't ever feel okay or all right about the loss of a loved one. This stage is about accepting the reality that our loved one is physically gone and recognizing that this new reality is the permanent reality. We will never like this reality or make it okay, but eventually we accept it. We learn to live with it. It is the new normal 
with which we must learn to live. We must try to live now in a world where our loved one is missing. In resisting this new norm, at first many people want to maintain life as it was before a loved one died. In time, through bits and pieces of acceptance, however, we see that we cannot maintain the past intact. It has been forever changed and we must readjust. We must learn to reorganize roles, reassign them to others or take them on ourselves. Finding acceptance may be just having more good days than bad ones. As we begin to live again and enjoy our life, we often feel that in doing so, we are betraying our loved one. We can never replace what has been lost, but we can make new connections, new meaningful relationships, new interdependencies. Instead of denying our feelings, we listen to our needs. We move, we change, we grow, we evolve. We may start to reach out to others and become involved in their lives. We invest in our friendships and in our relationships with others. We begin to live again, but we cannot do so until we have given grief its time. So, you know, it just says that at a certain point, you know, we have to realize and recognize that, you know, this our loved one is gone forever. And we have yeah, to reinvent yeah, we have to reinvent ourselves and figure out where we go from here. And mm-hmm. so it's not easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy, you know. Um, and life is, you it's know. It's not you easy. Know, yeah, you never know what life is going to throw at you. I mean, you just have to learn how to deal with it, and you do the best you can. So You know, it's, it's strange that. But the uh, Thanksgiving, you know, my mother was always the center of Thanksgiving. We'd go with my sister. Uh, pop up, ice time. And now, since when we go over there, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, and uh, they're trying to make me feel her spot because I'm the oldest and I'm single, you know. Um, they want to serve my plate and all of this and do this and that. And, um, you know, especially for my brother, he watches over me like a hawk. He said, well, I, now, you know, it's cold out there, it's wet out there and all that, and I'm out there driving, you know, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but he, well, well I'm going to call to check on you, you know, this, I, you know, I don't want that, you know, but they make me like I'm in my mother's place, and I don't like that, you know, but he uh, come over here, what you doing over here, you know, all this stuff, he got the key to my, you know, my, my apartment. And he comes, he comes over, that's good. You know, I'm glad of that because, that, like I said, that one time when I fell up here and I was on the floor, I finally had to call him to come and get me up off the floor. <laughs> you know? So I make sure I, when I'm walking around here that I will not fall again, you know. But um, he, they're putting me in the place of my mother, which I don't like. You know, well, uh, I'll come and get you. I said, no, I'll drive. I can drive. I can drive <laughs> home. I can do this. You know, let me drive. Let me do it. You go, you're going to get the kids, well, I'll call when I thank you home. And all that, you know. I said, I'm going to live, you know. <laughs> but they're putting me in her place, which makes me feel uncomfortable. But because, like, you know, like I said, I'm the oldest and I'm single. Brenda, you know, she's married. I'm not, and I'm under Brenda. And uh, that's what she, they keep doing it. And I said, Lord, I don't want this, <laughs> you know. You got to embrace it. I try to deal with the best I can. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to embrace it. What you say? Embrace I'm not it. gonna embrace that. Hey, I, I got my own life. I'm gonna do what I want. What'd you say? You ain't like he called himself. You know, he called himself following me from home. Uh, following me home after Thanksgiving, you know, because I don't like to really drive in the dark, but I can, you know. Well, so then he's following me home. I go out this way. I go this way. I go this way. I go this way because he hits the freeway and bam, 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 bam. He's gone, you know. I don't get out of the freeway right now. You know, when I get my car back in shape, we're going to be down there too. But, um, you know, I'm driving and I go this way and I go that way. And he was, <laughs> he followed me home and said, you can see well in the dark. I said, yeah, I can see. You know, I got to, but I drive a familiar territory down this way. 
He said, and I got home, and he would say, well, you didn't make it, you know. And he was surprised, you know. But um, that's what was happening with him, you know. But they're trying to put them in that place. And I said, no, I still, I'm still alive. I can still make it, you know. Right. I'm, you know, uh, he, you know, wants me to ride with him, drive down to, my sister lives on a farm, you know, and all, all that. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, the kids are with us on ourselves, you know. And uh, I won't let him, you know, keep me in that position. I have to fight it. <laughs> but no, they want to put me in mama's position. Yeah, no. It's uh, yeah. understandable, you know, people are dealing with uh, dealing with their grief in different ways. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you might give more attention to somebody, you know, just because they are the only one left or, you know, you just, the attention that you once were given to someone else, you know, is they're not there now, so we got to keep our eyes on you. Put somebody in their place, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, um, I mean, hey, it's life, you know, we got to love it. We got to love it, you mm-hmm. know, love the fact mm-hmm. that every day, we're given the gift to wake up, put our feet on the ground, and that is know, true. Yeah, it's a blessing because it could be worse. That you is know, true. Yeah, we could be laying in our in our grave. That's but, true. We got another day. Yeah, another day. Yeah. Yeah, another day to be better than we were the day before. So uh, that's something to start on. Um, hmm. I try to start today. I said, Lord, let me know what you want me to do today. How it was, you know, whatever you want me to do and to drive or whatever, all of that. And I kept, right. I keep saying it to myself over and over and over again, you know. Let me know what I'm supposed to do today and help me to do what it is, you know, lead and guide me today so that, you know, I know that I fulfill whatever you wanted me to. A lot of times I feel uncomfortable with a lot of stuff, you know. But I said, let me do what you would have me to do, you know, even in the midst right. of all this. Yeah, I try. Well, to, I, try. I, I always succeed, but I, my heart is in the right place. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. So what are your thoughts, Jenny? You well, talking? I'm... Uh, okay. Uh, what are you asking me to do? No, just asking you, you know, uh, your thoughts on everything that we've talked about, you know, getting in the home stretch, closing out the show. Well, um, well, the only thing I can say right now is just uh, October, you know, now what comes after October. And it's just kind of um, still fresh, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, maybe, and really because the uh, best of the birthday, it, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, like you said, maybe we should have... Uh, you know, something this year. I'm not saying do it every year, but it might be, you know, okay to... uh, That would be nice to... That would be the end. What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, it's always good to celebrate. You know, the memory. I mean, we can have something and, you know, just to, uh, you know, just say some things about him and and then that'll be like the, you know, the end of this year. I mean, you know, if that's something you want to do, that's fine. I mean, you know, we can... 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to do this every year. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that to me is not right. If I do that, it, no, no. Mm-mm. But I think, um, you know, a couple of months uh, and have a nice, you know, uh, thing about him and everything. And you know what? And that would be a good thing, too, because his birthday is the last, well, it's not the last, but 31 is. Uh And the first will be a brand new year. So to me, that would, you know, we do a nice little thing and celebrate him and and then we'll have a whole new, a whole new life. I think that would be nice. All right, all right. Well, Sister Lucy, you have any closing words you'd like to share with us? Let's take each day one and live that day. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm tr- I try to focus on living that one day, making sure that uh, my focus is not always toward the future, you know, but try to live the day that you have right now and let it add up like that. You, you, it's hard, you know, because, you know, you say someone is missing. But try to live that day, you know. Try to focus on that day that God has given you. Oh, try yeah. to focus on that. That's try to keep that's... your focus on that. We're coming that way, but yes, we're right here. What are we doing well, today? Did we fulfill? What have we fulfilled today that He has given you? You have to try. I try to look at it that way. I try, you know, especially coming out of my brother, because really I'm not over here, and he's he's been. Let's see. He would he would have been he's been dead about forty years. And I'm still not over it. Mm. Because I talked to his. He married my best girlfriend. You know. His daughter, uh, Ruthie, you know, she was six years old when it happened. And we had to find the pictures to uh, their wedding um, that they had when my cousin was the best man. And we found those pictures. And I sent it down down there to, you know, to the uh, to Ruthie and her mother and stuff. And Ruthie, oh, that's my daddy. And she was six years old. And his son was about, I'll say about, he's in his, about three years old when it happened. It happened so suddenly, you know. They were just, she was screaming, oh, this was my day. Yeah. He looked like Roy. She was just so happy, you know, that to bring some type of happiness into their life. But just trying to live, you know, um, that one day at a time. All just right, all right. You know? Well, all you right. know, um, like I said, uh, having a nice little thing at the end yeah. of this year, um, there will be many chapters in your life. Don't get lost oh, yeah. in the one that you're in now. So That's what I said that is, you know, maybe, maybe that will be, you know, I can just, just let it go. Um, maybe it doesn't go that uh, quickly, you know, but uh, What's the memory? It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, like I said, maybe we could have something going and have a mm-hmm. good time. But that would be that would yeah. be the end. You know what I'm saying? No. Maybe. Well, well we're gonna I work on be, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, we'll, we'll I've I've got to start uh, another life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna work on it. So we're gonna close this show out. You know, we've got a couple more shows uh, for December, and then we're gonna go on a break toward the end of the month. And um, yes, the eighth and, and the fifteenth and get ready for the new year. So we've got a couple more shows going on. Well, it's just a second. 
No, we're not. Yeah, we're the second. I mean, we're the first, aren't we? Yeah, today is the first. Or was it yesterday? Today is number one. So we thank everybody for tuning in and joining us in for another episode of the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. And, you know, uh, we're gearing up for the holidays. The temperature's dropped a little bit, going back up to the 40s. So uh, everybody stay safe out here and, you know, uh, enjoy. And we'll do this again next week, same time, same place. All right. All right. Lots of love. All right. So with that being said, we need to push a button. And say good night. Good night. Good evening and welcome to the Let's Talk. Of-